through your mind, through your fundamental matrix, through your consciousness to a higher vibration. Welcome, Reality Benders, to another Are You Real podcast, The Art of Being Real. My name is Rudy, or you can call me Guru, and welcome back to episode two of season two. Are you tired of getting a wool pulled over your eyes by big business and government? Come join our Reality Benders at areyoureal.com. That's little r, little u, dash r-e-e-l.com. Let us know about the businesses and government politicians that seem to be wanting to pull the wool over your eyes. Also, there's a new backpack collection that will be starting sometime in late May, early June. Why not put a symbol or your name on a backpack? Everybody needs a backpack. It's good to escape uh, in case the zombie apocalypse happens sooner than you think. Or if you just want to show off some cool designs or pictures that you have of your own, we're happy to put one on uh, one of our backpacks for you. Visit areyoureal.com. Now back to the show. So one of the questions on the Are You Real website was pertaining to if I were to say anything on a talk show, what would I say? Well, there's a few things I don't really want to say right now because I get out of the talk show. <laughs> I'll say it then. For the most part, uh, I wanted to, I would say that just like 2,000 years ago, the Buddhists discovered that society was was basically a uh, an illusion in and of itself, along with life. Of course, if life is illusional, society's going to be illusional. But they didn't like the um, anything that has a hierarchy type structure, a pyramid type structure. They realized um, that there was a problem with that because in a hierarchy, you have to give your power away to the level above you. So Confucianism, Confucius say, they were more okay with this. They were okay with government trying to control the masses. Uh, Buddhism didn't really want to do that. They thought that very laissez-faire, very hands-off, natural order of things, let people be people. They're good at heart. Things will work the way they need to work out through the natural flow of life. Uh, So there's a big division there. So if you ask where I really stand on current politics and things. I, I try to take myself out of society altogether because that's just what's healthiest. It's uh, If you really want to be a true reality bender, you have to have a very neutral system to work with. You can't work with something that already has biases. However, with that being said, in today's society, it's like telling a fish, okay, you're in this pond of water, you're in the world, but, you're, but you don't have to be of it. Well, that's like telling a fish not to swim. I, I don't think for most of us that's a relative in this day and age, maybe 30, 40, 50 years from now when the awakened ones bring a little bit more peace, harmony, love, and compassion, and we solve all this awakening problems that we're having now. It's a very abrupt awakening. Uh, way back in June, there was a variety of spiritual teachers that were getting really sad vibrations, really just unexplainable tense vibrations. Uh, that was right about a month or so after the coronavirus was announced. And I was one of them. I, I, I knew that the coronavirus wasn't about the coronavirus. And it, I just had a dreams prior to that, of course, almost six months prior to that. But this was a confirmation that it was going to be more than just wear your mask for two weeks. And I guess the point I'm trying to say is that 
we're called to an awakening. We were called to events from the George Foreman case to the coronavirus case to the newly elected president, who's it going to be? And we were all waking up at different points. Some of us were already mostly awake, and so we could read into what was kind of going on. Others have no clue still what's going on. And this comes though through clarity. It comes through neutralizing yourself so you can at least see what's real and what's not. And I, as, although season one of the Are You Real podcast was kind of more in a more egotistical point of view and season two is trying to be more in a um, ultimate goal, ultimate, you take your perspective from the ultimate good that will come out of this. You take the, a perspective, a higher perspective. People have to wake up and, and, and it's been a rude awakening for people. And how are people going to wake up without some weird stuff happening for them to wake up? Uh, not everybody's going to be like you and I or like the average reality bender. And we get a couple more calls coming in here. We'll answer those in a minute. But the average reality bender understands what magic is, what, what white magic is, what black dark magic is, and understands how to bend reality. And the people who don't understand this don't realize that, this, <laughs> that we're at the bottom of the hierarchy. We're, we're the low low pyramid builders and people messing with us up there are keeping us divided on purpose the only way you can prevent an uprising of consciousness and where we want to go in the end goal is there's more peace more more unity amongst people is to use um media uh, as one example what do you think media I think there was a goddess named Media who was very deceptive. And if we took the definition of Media and what the goddess was, you'll find that everything <laughs> comes down to either a planet being worshipped or an Egyptian Sumerian god being worshipped. And if you don't think that's going on today, think about every little thing. Serial. Serial is Ceres. Ceres is Saturn. Saturn or people who worship Saturn instead of the sun. It, it's everywhere. It's everything. Peppy the Frog was on my list of things to investigate because somebody was asking about Peppy the Frog. And, uh, it's really not a white person symbol or uh, what the media was trying to say was the alt-right alt was worshiping a frog or something. <laughs> I don't know what the whole deal was. There's so many theories on Peppy the Frog. But when you look back, Pepe um, gets linked to a Egyptian god. It's not that well known. Uh, I think it, I think it's Keki or Keki, Kek. I guess it would go all the way back to Kek. Keki's the uh, ability to take uh, numeric values of words, and if they match up, then uh, they have relevance together. And you can almost use them like runes to predict the future. But Kek uh, was the frog face in an Egyptian human body. And so it's really linked back to that. And uh, for those of you who aren't deep in the conspiracy stuff, there was a website, or I don't know if it's even still up, it's called Fortran. Uh, and Q Phenomenal was on that. And they love to use like numbers and codes and everything. And they've been doing that for years. So it's, it's, it's kind of a white magic, black magic thing. And 
that's been another subject. And uh, let's take a call. This is a good time for a question. Uh, you had mentioned magic in a couple of your shows. What do you define magic as being? Okay. So magic, um, <laughs> you could really have a whole podcast about magic. Uh, but for today's purposes, I like to think that magic is nothing more than a manipulation of consciousness uh, in your personal lives, in your regular lives, in your egotistical lives even. It doesn't even have to be that much above egotistical. It doesn't even have to be. You start to get into a collective consciousness and you start to get into above collective consciousness. But even if you, um, right now we're just talking about individual consciousness. Say you want to lose weight. So you have to program your thoughts to get that result, basically. If you say that you're skinny and that you're going to eat well and you just do, uh, the magic was your thoughts. The magic was the manipulation of reality to make you say, I'm skinny. And this is, the, you already put yourself there. You already make yourself out. If you want to lose 20 pounds, pretend you already did and you're just trying to maintain it. You find yourself eating salads to maintain. And, and so the magic was, was basically your thoughts creating reality. And that's what the show's about, the art of being real. So what people figured out long, 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 long time ago, all the way back to when societies first started, was the collective consciousness makes the collective reality and the collective reality can be controlled. And that's really what the show has been about the whole time. Uh, I did a very beginning article. I haven't even read it in a while. It's on my website, the Are You Real website. And even one of my beginning episodes dealt with the battle of the collective consciousness. That's what's going on here. And you're just a pawn. And uh, so basically, the definition of magic is the ability to manipulate uh, reality. And there's studies on it. If you want physical proof, there were uh, a group of apes or monkeys on the mainland that started to do one thing and had a habit, was thinking about how to use it, how to crack a nut or something. And these monkeys way far away, uh, same time period, were instantly doing it, even though they had never, they started doing it right afterwards. And so the idea was at, at some point, there's a zero point or a point where once you get like 80% of people believing something, it almost becomes true and reality in and of itself. And you don't even need to teach it. You just automatically have it downloaded and it just becomes reality. Um, one of the other things that came up on, uh, let's see, here's a question. Uh, how do you practice white magic versus dark magic? I, I guess we're going to talk about magic today. Uh, white magic, if you're doing something for the greater good, white magic if you're doing something say you want to manipulate your lover into loving you and they really aren't happy with you and they're trying to just end their relationship with you but you want to hold some dark magic you can manipulate them you can gaslight them and you know a lot of people use symbols a lot of people use other kinds of power sources you can read up on that so black magic is basically manipulation of people that would actually even white magic is somewhat manipulation uh, so i wouldn't I kind of consider magic manipulation of reality. Okay, any other questions? So this one's from Becky Joe. She wants to know, how do we keep from getting taken advantage of and how do we know when we are being taken advantage of and what should our reactions be to this new world order? Okay, um... It's an individual thing. Basically, if you're really looking at what 
reality is. The only true reality is that you're able to observe and you're able to obtain knowledge through your observation and how you use it's up to you. There really isn't a right or wrong because, you know, if you notice at the beginning of the pod show, I had the sheep come out. We're all sheep. We're all ignorant. These games being played have been being played many lifetimes before us. They're well constructed. They're well built. They're made to basically gaslight you. But it's our victimhood. It's the waking up that's that's going to take out this manipulation and, and make a more real, a more unified group of people uh, that we can be. Not sheeple. We can be people and have individual realities and still all get along. There is ways to react to this first awakening. This is like the first wave. There's deliberate, intentional silence. Uh, Silence can be golden. It can be a powerful tool. It doesn't require much action. It just requires silence and observation. Sure, you can go out and protest as too as well, and and you can speak your truth and, and talk and start a podcast, bringing people together, uniting people. And that it depends, you know, if you're not, there's different forms of enlightenment and there's different forms of reaction. Like I said, there's gonna be a second reaction to this that's a little bit more positive because they know it's everybody's gonna kinda of come together on the greater good eventually. Um, let's see, any other questions on that subject? I don't know if I answered the question totally. Just everybody's gonna react in a different way and it depends where you're at you're observing. There's three ways I look at every problem. Uh, One's a little bit more egotistical and that reaction may be a little bit violent. It may be a little bit extreme and it might not be the best thing. The second way is a little bit less violent, a little bit more talkative, a little bit more vocal, but still very understanding. And and of course the third way is what I wish I could be all the time sometimes. I, I mean, I talk about not getting triggered in today's society, just doing what you love, follow great vibrations, being in a really good vibrational high bubble, because that's how things get done. That, that through love is the way we stop everything. Evil does not like love. Evil tries to make people unhappy. The more love there is, the more chance of unity. So reactions in some, some ways may not be to react and, and be very silent and observe it what's going on, and when there's a time to act, there's a time to act. Every individual is different. Depends what perspective they're taking. Just like you can't expect a Muslim who is seeking knowledge from God to come up with a Christian answer too often, or a Buddhist answer that often, and you can't ask a Christian to come up with a Muslim action that often, seek and you shall find is a universal truth. Uh, for all religions, but it's only going to act within your construct of your belief system because that's how you're going to be able to relate to it. Uh, So don't expect people living in a very egotistical life, which there's nothing wrong with it. Life is about the three different parts. You don't always live life in a happy, happy, joy, joy bubble and not get triggered and and just watch society go down to two while you're sitting there laughing and smiling and drinking wine by your koi pond out in the middle of nowhere like I plan to do, um, because that is the natural order of things, that things will just, whatever happens, happens. But you also kind of don't want to get into an egotistical point of view where you're trying to prove people right and wrong. That's what the problem of the world is. is 
you're wrong. Black Lives Matter means this. You're right. Black Lives Matter does mean that. You're you're wrong and you're right. And that's all we do is try to, if you go through your life trying to prove who's wrong and who's right, it's going to be a very painful life that you're bringing on your own pain. Uh, life isn't about proving people wrong and right. It's about chasing what you love to do. It's about love. Uh, there is no right or wrong. And for every individual, there's different answers. So maybe that answered it a little bit better. And uh, let's take another question since we're just kind of in a question mode. Uh, most of the episodes, we don't take this many calls or questions, but uh, I guess uh, we'll get a lot more viewers lately. So uh, eventually we'll go into interviews and co-hosting and everything. Uh, I need some more support uh, instead of doing an advertisement up or monetizing the site. Just come to Are You Real? If you see a little bit of artwork you like or if you want a backpack, <laughs> uh, it helps to show up. It helps me put money back into advertising. Right now it's kind of a secret underground society website. And uh, I'd like to get some good hosts on here, some good co-hosts. If you want to even be on as a, as a host or you got something to say that's relative to what the podcast talks about, get a hold of me at areyoureal.com or I'll call in or type it in now and I'll, I'll get back to you in the comment section. And uh, maybe we can do a co-host and we'll do like an hour-long show. We're starting to run out of time. I, I do want to get a couple more calls in and then we'll uh, call it an episode. All right. And when I say calls, uh, just go to Are You Real? Go to the um, Are You Real Benders. There's a forum there. That's where I get most of my questions. Uh, some people have my Facebook and Instagram that sometimes talk to me. So is the end game unity? Uh, that's a good question. We'll go with that one. Yeah, the end game is, is unity. Uh, I guess you want to know what I consider unity. Uh, it's just mutual respect for everybody. It's, it's just realizing that you're one with the world, one with each other. And through some of the things I was trying to teach you in season one or ideas that I had, I'm not ever trying to teach, I'm just throwing out ideas. Uh, season one, although it was very egotistical, had some very good, especially in the first few episodes, ways of relaxing a little bit more, not being triggered. Be the highest version of yourself. Look at yourself in the highest version that you can and look at others as being just as valuable. Look at others as being you. See their beings as being the highest version of, of their particular selves. Know when to act, know what to say, know how to protest, know when not to protest, know when to silence is golden. This is, happens by... by just take a look at season one and try to get the, the main objective of each episode. That you just it comes natural once you start getting neutral, once you start practicing clarity. And then you'll at not reacting to this pandemic that we're in right now or anything in your life in particular, uh, whether it be relationship-wise or bigger. Quit reacting and just be very neutral and let those responses come to you and then throughout an intention. It's okay to speak up. It's, it's, I'm not saying just to let the society, which is the end point. I mean, we're looking at all the collectiveness that's already happened. It's the last thing. It doesn't really have any mind of its own. It's just an observation. But if you want your observations to be uh, higher, if you want better observations, you have to come from a higher point and see things in their highest form. Uh, let's see, any other questions? We've got room for maybe one, two more. All right, so this one's a, one on a little bit of a happier note, or we'll, we'll get away from what we're talking about. This one's a little funny. What What do you think pulling the wool, or where, where did pull the wool over one's eyes come from? 
thank you. It's Becky Joe again. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, I suspect that any type of search engines that we use, I don't have a microfish or I'm not magic enough to go back. Um, originally, I mean, if you just look it up on Google, it's going to tell you uh, that the Americans and English people wore wigs made of wool. And maybe there was like a judge or something and you would try to pull the wool over his eyes and get away with something. Uh, the, the definition uh, of, of pulling the wool over someone's eyes is pretty much deceptiveness and, and everything else that we talk about on the show, manipulativeness. Um, uh, etymology is, is something I, I like to do. Uh, I've learned a lot through it. It's kind of like spiritualism. Once you get down that road, you realize that everything goes back to sun gods and Again, like what I was saying, is planets and everything else. Um, I don't know. It's basically the study or like the origin of words, where they came from. Uh, came from the Greek word, I think, tumus, uh, meaning true. So, if you're a truth seeker, maybe you should get into that. I find it fascinating. Uh, for now on, I think I'm probably putting in a few uh, words as examples of where they came from, just just to keep people. Uh, I think it's just one of my personal things that I like, and I think it's kind of fascinating to know where some of our words came from because a lot of people say that's words are magic. Uh, they create spells, um, you know, and you get into all that stuff. I'm sure you've listened to other stuff or Hollywood, you know, um, it was made from the, the wood of holly and uh, magic ones were made out of this. So that's why the magic happens in Hollywood. Uh, just different things like that. And you would be surprised that we're surrounded with words that encase us in, the, in these things. And a lot of times we just discount people who learn about it because I, I mean, there's a, a good witch or, or some witch that I watch uh, YouTube videos once in a great while. And she looked at the coronavirus as being an evil spell cast upon the land. And uh, um, as long as you're in the fifth dimension or fourth dimension, you're above it and you won't get sick and there's nothing to fear. But if you believe in it and those words have power, then darkness will fall upon you and, You'll either be so scared that you'll wear a mask and you'll catch some bad disease or you'll fall into all these traps. But And we laugh at that because it was taken from a different perspective than what we're used to living in. But everybody has something to offer out there and I'm sure you guys do too. That's why I want you to go to areyoureal.com. Comment about some of the shows, any of them that you want. And uh, like I always say at the end of every show, start a revolution by telling the truth. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you uh, in a couple weeks, maybe a week. Been pretty busy lately. So, meantime, love all you guys. Thanks for tuning in.